This is Jim Bush. I'm reporting for the McKeesport Community Newsroom. I am at the PWX Community Center, the location of uh, professional wrestling in McKeesport. And I am here with... Jim Miller. I am the president of PWX, and also I run SAVE, S-A-V-E, Sports, Arts, and Video Education, which is a nonprofit, and it is also run out of the same building. And also with us today is... My name is Jarrell Brackett, better known as Claymore Kenneth Alexander. I'm known as the American. So the American is your character name? Yes. I can be a coach, I can be a worker, I can be anything that you want me to be, but I'm an American first. And Jim, what was your thinking when you got this whole show going? That started about 28 years ago. That's how long it's been around. We started up at Eastland, uh, Eastland Mall. The purpose behind starting the wrestling was there's a lot of youth, not youth, younger age men that really didn't have a direction and spent a lot of times. You see these guys at the bars just hanging out and they liked wrestling. So we, I felt it'd give them a place to train, come get together, get to know each other, get out of the bars and start throwing some, some fun, their fun and having things going on. And it led and just kept building very fast. I wasn't a pro wrestler. I was a regular wrestler, but my heart has always been in trying to help people. So uh, PWX kind of grew from there. It started as a training place in the back of a store at Eastland Mall. We turned into a organization, which became PWX, Pro Wrestling Express. I went and got a license and a bond. We started doing shows. It went to the next level that we started going out and doing shows. We started teaching and having trainers come in to make these people better. How many young men do you have involved now? Well, you have young men and women now. Uh, yes. At last con, a couple of years ago, we had over 800 people go through our doors. Right now, there may be 20, 25 in the wrestling side. But we're rebuilding again, as you can see, because with Save coming into the picture, which is the next phase of what I wanted to do, we're going through a lot of transition. Jarrell, how did you get involved with uh, wrestling? I saw online that PWX existed, and I had been looking for a pro wrestling outfit that I could learn how to pro wrestle in the first place. So when I came on the 20th of March, yeah, it was from 20th of March, 2022, I started the process of actually learning how to do pro wrestling from this facility, but it wasn't my first time pro wrestling in the first place. Eventually, Jim told me about the sports audio and video education portion, and because of my years of experience with AmeriCorps, with Public Allies, I'm one of their graduates and because of the years that i've spent with audio and video in general i started working for the safe side and now i want to start a program where we teach children and adults how to actually hold and use camera equipment the audio portions so that they can make their own content it's really a program not just for someone who's athletically inclined but you know is interested in media etc as well that's one half of it one half of it is the media side one half of it is the creative side the ability to make something out of absolutely mm-hmm nothing. But the other side of the sports side, I have 10 years of boxing experience. I have eight years of being a coach, raise boxers from being nothing to national champions in less than a year. When 
I get the ability to start working from the other room with getting fighters, with getting boxers, with getting wrestlers, making those people. I want to run both sides of that program. And that's the reason why I've been working with SAVE. Because sports, audio and video education, this is what I've been doing for you. Just out of curiosity, when you tell somebody, you know, I'm a pro wrestler, how do they react? What do they say? They usually want to see proof. Ah. Really shit like show me and they throw up their hands or I've had people like grab me and start just just working around. I really think that there is a set of human beings like male and female who just feel this and meds need to be aggressive and playful with one another. You think that's the attraction of pro wrestling? It's the attraction of pro wrestling and combat in general. Even when it comes to music, dissidence is a part that makes the most colorful. How do I say this? Everything needs a little bit of tension. Mm-hmm. Tension makes music worth listening to. And tension's what makes events worth watching and makes everything worth happening. How does your own personality differ from the personality of your character? Is it something that you aspire to be or is it just different? I've never been asked that question that specific way before. I want to be the person that I'm asked that like. I really want to be the person that I act like. But the difference is that I'm really close to it because all the things that, all the craziness that I talk, all the ways that I act are things that are buttressed by the rest of my life. Like, I'm a pro wrestler, but I am I am as crazy, ambitious, and as loud in my normal life. Okay, so there's a synergy between the two. Yes. And Jim, you know, you've been involved with this wrestling game for a long time. How do you find people uh, respond when you, you know, talk to them about the sport? It's kind of a, a uh, it's a surprising thing. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge pro wrestlers and the entertainment part of it. But the funny part is if you go into the audience and you meet people as I've done over the years, you'll find doctors and attorneys and nurses and everybody else that are in that audience. But if you're out on the street and you want to talk about it, it's like um, they really don't want to get into it. Like It's like their hidden closet thing. They don't want to admit they really like pro wrestling. Yeah, it's like reading a trashy novel and telling people right. you read Shakespeare. Right. It's it's exactly it. I mean, they, they don't want to admit the entertainment and the joy that they get out of it. And when you come here, you'll see, and then you start finding out who these people are. And it's it's amazing. What we're doing here and what is converting now is one of my dreams where I used to sit and then you would see people train. The heart, the love of the sport was there. Physically, many people couldn't do it emotionally they were involved i didn't like not having an alternative for people that could do something that's why the audio video portion came in if you can't wrestle why should i stop you i can put you up in the thing and you may be a great commentator you may be great on a camera you could be good at editing wrestling is a full compassing piece of entertainment And why not teach the whole circle other than just, you know, that particular sport? And what's happening is with Drow and a couple other people, us now being a nonprofit, we're able to go get equipment like this. But we're now also getting people that are interested in the other side of the sport. Like, I'm not going to let you out. I'm not going to let you go. You're more inclusive. Yeah, I want people involved. I don't want them to feel because they may have a disability. They may have a problem. They may not be able to do the sport. 
that I should leave you on the side if you have something you can bring to the table. That's what I'm trying to do. And and I'm not just doing it with wrestling. We're doing it with the women's wrestling. There used to be a church. It's now a lot. Hopefully by next year, we'll be having flag football for young kids. The lot is exact size that could be used for flag football teams. It's the exact size that could be used for youth soccer teams. We can do flea markets. We can do outside shows. More activities for the community. It's community, and it'll be based around an entertainment that, you know, maybe we can draw you out of the closet, and you can actually say, I like wrestling. (laughs) Uh, I'm coming down to Save, which is a nonprofit, which includes everybody, and we do a little bit of everything, teaching boxing, teaching MMA, teaching audio, Mm -hmm. teaching video. We are trying and all these things are starting to gel. The city is getting involved. Mayor Shrepko is an asset. He helps us. Senator Brewster, another major help that's helping us get things done. As you can see, this was an old school. We're rebuilding from basically nothing. My background was I was construction designer, architectural designer, and I'm on disability. I can't sit at home. I can't sit for long. So I come down here and this is my getaway doing whatever I can. And Jarrell. Yes, sir. What has been being part of this organization meant to you in your life? I mean, obviously you're advancing your wrestling career. I feel alone a lot. And I hate to admit that like this, but I feel alone a lot because of what happened with the boxing portion of my career which is not over yet. It's just on pause while I handle making sure that this nonprofit not just gets off the ground, but starts being successful. Because what I really have always wanted is I've wanted to be able to have a community of people that actually care for one another and help each other make their goals. And when I didn't get that through boxing, I realized I needed to get it through something else because everybody needs to have a social circle. So I started seeking that through pro wrestling. And a part of me has found that this place is going to help me to not just find other people to be around, but it's also going to help me find people who need my set of skills. I have the video editing, I have the audio editing, I have the sports part. So I just want to find ways to actually help the people that are here in this greater Pittsburgh area. Do you find wrestling has a sort of like a, uh, its own culture? Yes, um, it has its own culture and even has a word for that culture called kayfabe where we specifically talk about how you keep the persona that you are using to do wrestling and other social appearances you keep that separate from your own life and how those two separations and how person reacts to it is really i don't i don't know how to say this well but the fact that those two exist it's almost like a secret that you're you and the other people who are part of it are carrying and walking around with you you feel great whenever you get the chance to do some kayfabe and be around your friends you get a sort of emotional release as the character Yes. You get kind of a vacation from yourself, is that? Other people like to have vacations from them. I'm the type of person where I really, really like this person that I am. And I think that one thing that I get to do when I put on Claymore is the fact that I get to be bigger than I normally am. Because I spend so much time trying to make myself smaller and be nice to people. Even though I hate to admit that all of it is fake. Whoa, it's, it whoa, is, whoa. It's all fake. It is all fake. I want to be mean and I want, I want to be like my character Claymore. But I don't mm-hmm. get to be because I have to, I have to put on, you know, a nice person who walks around and says please and thank you. And doesn't, you know, you know I, I, I want to be Claymore. But yeah. I have to be Jarrell. 
Claymore is welcome in the ring, but maybe not in society. The problem with me is that I spent a lot of time as Claymore when I really needed to be Jarrell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jim, you re- you reacted to the uh, the F word, fake. <laughs> Everybody, you know, that fake work could be taken a lot of different ways. It's kind of a put down on the people that work within the ring. There's nothing fake with the physical part of what they have to do. There's nothing fake about the shape, what you have to be in, the athleticism that you have to do. What's fake is the character. Going to the little theater, you're another character, but your skills are that of an actor. Your skills are that as an athlete, but now you're above an athlete where you got to turn that athlete into a character. So if you want to say fake, split it, split the fake. Split the character, yes, that's a character. Athleticism, no, it's not fake. A real sport between make-believe people. Exactly. It's a lot easier if things are organized rather than a big, loud mess. <laughs> Just because all of us are being recorded doesn't mean that all of us will be heard. Yeah. So, I want to make, sure, make a distinction. One, what you do in the ring cannot be fake. Like, I can do a lot of things, but I can't. I can't fake taking a bump. I can't fake flipping over my own head and landing mm-hmm. on my back with my hands face down. I can't fake grabbing someone by the shoulder and throwing them over me. It takes effort and it takes collaboration with another mm-hmm. person to make those things happen. One of the things that's really happening when we go downstairs and we train and we learn how to do this is that we're learning how to do an extended version of a dance with another person. We learn how to be our portion of that partner dance so that people watching outside can have an excellent, excellent time at our show. The athleticism is actually doing it and being a part of it. The skill is the understanding and knowing how to put yourself in the right position, how to get yourself in the right place, because I can't fake that. That's athleticism. That's real. My character, Claymore, is way more real than the person I walk around as Jarrell. Like, I, I get to say things to people that they deserve to hear. Picasso said that art is a, uh, is a way of telling the truth. <laughs> that, you know, it, it, you know it's the, it, that art is the lie that tells the truth. So, you know, you have these scenarios. You know, there's a scripted scenario going into the, scripted? Into the ring. Well, that, you know, you have... You, you set up a ostensibly good character versus an evil character. Been that way since Bruno San Martino, the oh, first yeah. killer Kowalski. Now, how do you come up with all of that? That's the creative. That's the writing. That's, the, that's another part of where we're at. That's why we're here. That's safe. It's There's so many doors, like I was telling you. There's so many doors that people can be involved. I want them involved. You can't use them all. But everybody has a good idea. So you listen to them. Some of them make sense. Some of them are completely stupid. It's got to be kind of real to life, over-exaggerated, and enjoyable to the fan. The writing and things, we have what we call a booker. A booker can't do it all himself. A booker has to listen to all the different ideas that are out there. Then you got to watch people as they come down here and train. As they're training, your character comes out. You're starting to see that personality coming out in their athleticism, and you tie that to that character. A lot of guys come in, and they see something on TV, and I say, I want to be this. But it's not them. It's their dream. 
But you got to find out who you really are. Once you find out that really who you are, that person takes off. We've had wrestlers that have gone through five or six different characters until they hit the one that works. That's what independent wrestling is. You don't come in and say, I want to be this Lucha Lubre wrestler. And you're not meant to be that. That's part of the training. That's part of you being. So you got to leave the door open. You don't start when you come in a door. You start by learning. We watch you. After 29 years, November will be 29 years. I mean, I can sit and just watch and say, this would really work and he would be good at this. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to the wrestler, he's like, he's got a completely different idea. And it's like, that isn't going to be believable to the fan base that's there. Yes, I'm old. With age comes experience and some knowledge. Have you found that your character, Claymore, has grown, has evolved? Unlike a lot of the other wrestlers that come in here, before I came in here, I had idea of the character and I had the name and I've been acting as this person for years and doing uh, doing shows and things like that elsewhere. So when I came in here, the what was really going on is that I'm really acclimating to being a part of PWX. Has my character changed over the years? Yes. But really, the only thing that has happened is that the person that I was was evolving. So when I have to be big in front of a lot of people, I just got a lot more comfortable with it. And I think that's really what's going on. When you start to train wrestlers out, you're starting to train people on how to be the most public version of themselves. And whether we give that character a name and we give that character a backstory and sentiment like that, what I'm doing is that when you come to me, I am teaching you how to be bigger than yourself so that when you walk into this room, you fill the whole room that you, by yourself, can fill the whole room, whether it's with your voice or your personality. When wrestlers come towards me, my job is to give them media training so that when they get on camera, they don't look and feel small. I don't care if you're shorter than me. You should make me feel like you are there in this room. And a lot of what's going on with wrestling is really a lot about the confidence and the ability for people to go outside of themselves and to impact change and touch the people that are around them that's why wrestling is so awesome to these young kids and people is because it's not just that they see themselves in the person is that the person that they see themselves in is not weak is they're strong and they can be like that too very much like the appeal of uh, superheroes and uh one more question for you jim i was lucky enough to attend one of your matches and i sometimes i like to watch the crowd as much as the uh the show what kind of feedback have you had from the crowd do you have your your regulars your sort of groupies well you have you have a crowd that can change in a night because if you flip somebody from a heel to a baby in a night and they don't like it but that means you did your job the crowds vary and we're hoping to regrow again because with this new model that we're putting out i think there's going to be more interest because it's just not going to be one little company doing just wrestling we're going to become a community, part of the valley that we're all like the little taggers. We're all coming together to make something work. We're giving you something to do, giving you a chance that, yes, you can go up the ladder. From here, we've had people move up the ladder. Corey Graves started here. Kurt Angle, before he went pro, worked out here. Before he showed up at WWF, he was here working out with our trainees and our students we've had that type of people all around like as in any sport you get into people that are jealous you get into people that are resentful 
you get into people that want to take you down. It's like fight, go forward. It's human life. We are here to help build things. That's my job. People like yourself, Martha, and the ones I've come to know more and more mean so much more to me because we can move to a higher direction. I'm now kind of passing the ball of the wrestling to another group, which will handle wrestling, and I will be there to give them ideas. This is going to be something special that we'll do podcasts. You're welcome to come here and do podcasts out of here. That's my goal. Your intention is to make it a community resource. Yes, for what we're doing. For me, that's one of the whole reasons to be here. The general lack of community and interest of things of going on here in this part of the city scares me. There's nothing here. I don't really know of anything to do. There's no reason for me to come down here at all past 6 p.m. except to come here. And there are kids around, there are people around, and all these people very much like either something great to do or something athletic to do rather than nothing. Mm -hmm. And if I can help, I will. Because the other side of that is I've seen all these places, they're starting to get better and better and better. And for some reason, when I'm here, I don't see anything new and I don't see anything changing the area of McKeesport that I'm in now. And it scares me. I've been working in the nonprofit of Pittsburgh for probably about 10 to 15 years. And all the stuff that I've heard has been everywhere else but here. That's one of the reasons why coming here was really good for me because I've always wanted to do something with this area. That's wonderful. Gentlemen, I I really appreciate your answers and, you know, your insights and your dedication to the McKeesport and the Mon Valley in general. So thank you very much. Uh, We encourage everyone to come and take part and contribute to this effort. And to just close up, my name is Jim Bush, and I'm reporting for the McKeesport Community Newsroom. Thank you. And thank you, Jim, for coming. We appreciate everything you've done, everything you're doing, working together. Maybe we can make a change here.